This episode is brought to you by HP+. In a world full of smart devices, isn't it about time your printer got smart too? Now printing is smart with HP+. And the HP Smart app is how it all happens. You can print from your phone with just a tap, no matter where you are. Even from your garage slash home office slash yoga studio. Huh, that is smart. HP+. Learn more about smart printing at hp.com slash smart. Leadership is a responsibility, not a position. Welcome to Leading from the Front with Dr. Gary McGrath, where experienced leaders share their own brand of leadership to help you develop and improve your own leadership capabilities. And now, here's your host, Dr. Gary. I am Dr. Gary, making good bosses into great leaders with compassionate accountability. And I want to welcome you again to Leading from the Front. Leadership is a responsibility, not a position. And today, we have an award-winning international speaker who fully energizes and engages her audiences in a different way. She energizes audiences in a way that leaders would like to follow her. You will not sit in her keynotes. You will stand, shout, laugh, and learn. She's a member of the National Speakers Association, a Forbes contributor, and author of Show Up and Show Out, 52 Communication Habits to Make You Unforgettable. And I think we can all agree that communications is one of the most important skills of a leader. So we're going to ask her which one of those 52 we should be paying attention to as a leader. And I want to welcome today Bridget McGowan. How are you doing today, Bridget? I am most excellent, Gary. How are you? I'm terrific. I'm so happy uh, to have you on. I really appreciate your time. And let's start by uh, letting people know a little bit about Bridget and uh, what uh, got you into this speaking business, this leadership opportunities, and uh, who's Bridget? Sure. It all started in elementary school, Gary. I got talks too much on all of my reports. (laughs) (laughs) on all of my reports like back then I didn't understand what the problem was I was done with my work hey let's have a conversation Hmm. Uh, seriously I started teaching I started teaching for the Texas A&M University system and I did not have formal education in pedagogy or instruction or anything like that so Gary I started going to all kinds of conferences and workshops anything I could get myself into to understand how do I reach this learner in front of me, these 18, 19, 20 plus year old students, how do I engage them? How do I get you excited about writing a paper on a Monday morning at 8 a.m., right? <laughs> yeah, sure. So yeah. I'm going to these conferences, I'm going to these workshops, I'm, I'm attending webinars, whatever I could do to understand this, this industry into which I had entered. And I'm watching people make presentations. I'm looking at them, I'm listening, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I can do that. I can do better than that. So I started submitting proposals and going to conferences and making these presentations. And I loved it. I fell so deeply in love with presenting. And so I started traveling the country, working for an educational technology company. I left the university, started work for the for an ed tech company. And I was doing workshops every single week, some conference, some workshops, some webinar on how to be an amazing college instructor in the 21st century. Then in 2016, one thing led to another, and I decided to launch my own business 
and become a professional speaker just doing this full time, living it and loving it like crazy. Yeah. So when we're when we're in school, we talk. And I always say being a fellow National Speakers Association member, you and I know that there's a difference between talking and speaking. Along your path, what did you learn to go from just somebody who talked and enjoyed that to someone who really learned how to present, train, and speak professionally? Oh, Gary, I'm so, so glad you posed that question. Anyone can talk. You, you hit it. Spot on. We all talk. But the difference between talking and speaking is you know how to move a crowd. You know how to engage the audience. You know how to not just give information, but bring about a transformation. You know how to read the body language. You know how to give the audience what it wants. You know how to get the audience on the edge of their seats and make it time worthwhile. You know the difference between just getting up there and running your mouth and getting up there and giving value and making sure that you're checking the pulse and you're making it meaningful and time will spend for everybody. Yeah. So give us a couple of pointers. When you think back, when you first started this, a couple of the things that you learned, I'll give you one, for example, that uh, I was taught by one of my coaches and mentors, Dr. Fow, who said 95% of the time, you need to be looking directly into the eyes of somebody in the audience and you make that connection, right? So that's one of the things that I remember is, is a lot of other things. Give, what is, what's one or two things that you try to do to engage, to energize, to get them to stand, to laugh and shout and learn? Right, right. The one you gave, I absolutely love it. Spend a few seconds looking in the eyes of different people in different areas of the audience. And then the entire audience feels like you're looking at them. The mm. next one, and this one is so important. Make sure you tell the audience what it's going to know or be able to do by the time they finish listening to you. And you do this before you even tell them your name. Anyone who's attended one of my presentations or webinar, they know, I don't care if I know the audience or not, I start off my presentation by clarifying exactly what we're going to do in the next 45, 60, 90 minutes. And then I tell you my name because a person's time is a person's most precious commodity. And adults are not going to listen to you just for the sake of listening. They need to know because their mind is buzzing. I've got emails to respond to. I've got meetings to set up. I've, I've got tasks to check off my list. Their mind is buzzing. And you have to quickly get them and get their minds off of everything else and 100% on you. So that's the second one. First, the eye contact. Next, let your audience know what it's going to get out of its time spent with you before you even give them your name. And then the second one is make it a conversation. Mm. It does not have to be this one man show or one woman show. It is absolutely okay to bring the audience into the conversation. And of course, this is easier when you have a smaller audience. Now, if you're addressing thousands of people, that's another conversation. But bring them into the conversation, bring them into the presentation, make it a two-way street. So if you have a smaller audience and you're able to present for 10, 12 minutes at a time, at best, do that, then stop and have the audience think about what does this info mean? How am I going to use this? Hmm. Where will I apply this? How is this going to improve productivity? Change X, Y, or Z. So make it a conversation. That's my third point. So it's interesting what you say in your 
second thing you talked about is tell them what they're going to get out of it, what, what they're going to be able to do with what you have to offer today, and then tell them your name. And what that reminds me of is uh, the, the focus on them first. You know, they're not going to, they don't care who you are until you know that they care about who they are. And you're, you're expressing that right from the beginning. I care enough about you first to let you know, this is what you're going to learn today. Oh, and by the way, I'm Bridget. That's it. Great stuff. Great stuff. So uh, I, I, I point that out because in leadership, you know, and, and that's what this whole program is about being able to communicate effectively isn't motivating and getting your audience to move, to do something, to think about something, to take something away. Isn't that the essence of leadership? Oh my goodness. Getting people to a point where they're going to take action. That is what leaders do and stepping back and watching them act, watching them move, give them just enough support just enough guidance, just enough encouragement to feel like I can do this. I know I can. I think I can. And I know I can. And then getting them so amped up, so excited, so thrilled at the prospect of what's to come if they do act to the point that they, in fact, act. That's it. And I'm going to tell you, that's one of my biggest challenges that I faced as a leader is stepping back and quote unquote, not leading <laughs> and letting other people around me do their thing, right? Because mm. everybody is so smart. Everybody has some sort of talent, ability that makes them unique. And they are able to do things that others cannot. Yeah. Let yeah. everyone shine in their own way. Let everyone shine in their own way. Step back and let them take action. Well, so I want to I want to bring this around to a topic that uh, you told me not to talk about because I think you talk about if everybody's got all these talents and these strengths and so on, then uh, you actually one of my typical questions that I have is uh, coaches and mentors in your life and who helped you along the way, and you said don't ask that question. Well, you know what? It's just I'm just that kind of guy. I'm gonna put you on the spot. I'm gonna ask the question. Why didn't you want me to ask about coaches and mentors that have helped you along the way? Oh, Gary, things were going so nicely. We're getting along so well. I know, I know. (laughs) You know, I think it sounds awful, but I guess it really doesn't when I think about it. But I, I think it sounds a little wild, if you will, when I tell people I, I don't have any one particular mentor, one particular coach to whom I look. I take lessons. I learn lessons from everybody. As I told you earlier, I believe everybody has unique talents, unique gifts, unique Mm -hmm. strengths. Everybody has a genius, plain and simple. Gary, there are things you can do without thinking about it. You can do them in your sleep and it's magical. And you will have people who will ask you, Gary, how, how do you do that thing? Show me. And you're thinking, it's just innate. I I do it without thinking. Every last one of us is like that. And because of that, I learn from everyone. The world, you could say, is filled with my mentors and filled with my coaches. I can learn something from anyone just listening to them, watching them, reading their work. And so 
the world is my coach. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is you're not depending on a few people, but you're you're drawing from everybody's what I call the wow factor. You're looking at uh, people people and you go, wow, they, they do this in an amazing way. Maybe I can learn from that. And then somebody else and somebody else, because we all have these wow factors, these amazing talents. So I'm hearing you, 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 you everybody is part of your coaching staff. There you, that's it. Right on, spot on. Just don't invoice me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Don't so for instance, <laughs> one of my talents is asking really, really tough questions and getting people to not hang up on me. So I, there you go. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, we talked about communication being a, uh, we, we inferred that communication is a really, really important part of leadership. And you've, you've got this book, 52 communication habits. How about, how about if you share one or two with us uh, leaders, when we look at those habits that you think in the leaders that have worked with you or that you've worked with and you've seen, that um, a couple of the most important communication habits that you've seen that really serve leaders well. What do you think those are? One of the most important ones is shining the light on others. Uh, Always bring others into the conversation. Your voice does not have to be the only one in the room. Your voice doesn't have to be the loudest. It doesn't have to be the biggest. When you bring others into the conversation, that means introducing people to others. Hey, Bill, let me introduce you to Jill over here. Man, she's a dynamo. You've got to have her in your network. Bring others into what you're discussing. And when you shine the light on others, give other people a platform, give other people an opportunity, give other people the mic microphone and let them speak up, let them shine. When you do that, not only does that person shine, but guess what? You shine too. So sometimes just turning off your mouthpiece, which, you know, coming from the girl who got talks too much on the report cards, it's very hard, but turn off your microphone and let somebody else's microphone get engaged. That's one. Another one is to ask absolutely fantastic questions that mm. get people talking about their dreams, talking about their goals, talking about their challenges, but ask great questions that get people to open up instead of just being the one that just gives information, but letting somebody else tell their story and letting somebody else just have an opportunity to show you who they are. And and asking great questions means asking questions that are open-ended, of course, right? That go beyond yes or no answers, but that just give people, yet again, give it's about giving people other people a voice. That's the best way to be an effective communicator, or one of the best ways is to give other people a voice. And then my third one is show up and show out. And this is what I mean. Every day. Make it your most important endeavor to not just show up in the world physically, but show up mentally present, show up all in. So when people see you, when people hear you, when people hear your name, they already know to expect greatness. Showing up and showing out every single day means you know your brand, you know that for which you stand, you know what's important to you. 
You're a go-getter. You don't back down. You, you go for what you want. And everybody knows that about you. Show up and show out every single day. Make it your top priority to be the absolute best version of yourself when it counts. Now, you could be a total bomb at home, okay? <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's part of it, isn't it? I mean, when you show up and show out, don't you need to do it holistically? I mean, one of the things that we teach in leadership is you can't do it at one place and not do it at the other because you're, you're putting on a, you're putting on a facade then, and that eventually will break down. Right. So in terms of not putting on a facade and not doing it in one place and and then not doing it in another, absolutely. You certainly want to have consistency. You certainly want everyone to know, Hey, this is Gary. This is Bridget. This is who they are. It doesn't matter what day of the week, what time of the day it is. But what I mean is don't feel like you have to walk around in your house sounding like you're a radio announcer or sounding like you're a <laughs> gotcha. No, no, no. Let your hair down. You can be a bum at home, right? You can yeah, be, sure. Right. You can yeah. be a bum behind, behind closed doors. So thank you for that point of clarification. Yeah. Yes. Be consistent so that everyone knows it doesn't matter where they go, where they see you, to whom they talk to others about you. It's going to be the same story. So yes, yeah, be right. consistent. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to go down the list here because I took some notes. I love this shining the light on others. And from a leadership standpoint, we say take the leader takes the blame, gives the credit and connects others. Oh, yes. I didn't say that, but I like it. I mean, that's well, you, 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 you inferred it. Definitely talking um, about connecting others and putting putting the light on others. But leaders put the positive light on others and, and they give away the credit. But they take the blame when things go wrong, because that's that's most important as a leader is to uh, uh, be that person that takes on the responsibility. Asking great questions was your second one. Well, the number one skill, the skill, the number one skill of a leader is coaching. And when we talk about coaching, it's learning to ask questions, not answer questions. When a lot of managers, leaders go into a new position, they think they have to have all the answers. So they answer the question. And I always tell them, be like uh, the cop on the television show. And when you ask somebody, if I say, hey, Bridget, what do you think about this? And you ask me a question back saying, well, what's going on? And I say, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm asking the questions here. <laughs> OK, I'm going to ask the question. So that's such a great uh, topic, asking questions for leaders, asking and not just asking questions, but asking great questions, asking open ended questions and really drawing people out um, so that uh, they get like, as you said, and I love what you said is so that their voice is heard. And then show up and show out just being who you are. And, it, you know, one of the things that reminded me of, I, I had another guest recently that talked about mindfulness is being aware in the moment without judgment. Mm. Being aware in the moment without judgment. And when you can do that, then you know that you're comfortable within your own skin and your character is solid. So you can do all the things that you're talking about. You're on top of your game. When you that- can be aware be conscientious and not yeah. worry about what others think. Not, oh my goodness. This was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about. Because okay. this is one of the big lessons that I learned actually was understanding that 100% of the audience is not going to love 100% of what you say 100% of the time and being cool with that. And when you can be cool with that, as long as you know what you're saying is thoughtful, helpful, important, kind, valuable, right? As long as you're checking all of those boxes and you don't worry about it, 
you've got it going on. <laughs> okay. You, you, you are in the right space. You're in the right place. And then another point about asking the questions, Gary, let me tell you, for those, like you said, who show up as leaders and think that they have to have all of the answers, right? This is, here's the golden key. I learned this, oh, maybe about 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. The person who asks the questions is the person who holds the power. If you let that resonate with you, the one who asks the questions is the one who holds the power. And it's not about being on a power trip or wanting to be controlling. But if you can wrap your mind around that, then that helps you get a little bit more comfortable with not having all of the answers. The smartest person understands that you get answers from others. You build a team of super smart people around you so you can turn to others who have amazing answers and amazing responses to those questions. I I certainly could have done a much better job growing up asking more questions and listening more, like you say. I, it reminds me of uh, a simple question that Jim Comey was asked, uh, the former FBI um, director, and he shares his story in his book about being 16 years old and spilling milk all over the floor and, and, and having to clean the mess up. And he was trying to clean it up fast enough so the store owner didn't see him. And the next thing he, he looks up and he sees the milk flowing over the store owner's shoes. And he's thinking, oh, boy. I'm going to get fired. Right. And in a stern voice, the store owner simply asks him, did you learn anything? And Jim kind of, he just looks at him and goes, "Uh, yes, sir. Good. And he walks away. You know, sometimes leaders can ask us questions that are just so pointed that make us think that we don't even realize sometimes in the moment, the depth of that lesson. Yeah. So when you ask, you know, talk about asking great questions, that's a real key for leaders. I appreciate you uh, bringing that up. So let me ask you, uh, if you had a chance to write yourself a letter and you could write a lot of the people I have in the podcast, I'd say 25 years ago, but I know you're not that old. So 15 years ago, if you could write yourself a letter to tell Bridget, a few words of wisdom on your path. What would you what would you have told yourself? Well, first, I would tell myself I'm going to be on a podcast with someone who is incredibly <laughs> kind <laughs> regarding my age. And that's all I'm going to hear about that. <laughs> this is what I would tell myself, Gary. Let me tell you. I would tell my younger self to be brave, be bold, and be fierce as ever. The worst anyone can say to you is no. So don't be afraid. Don't shy away. Take every opportunity. At least think about it. Don't dismiss anything. At least give it some consideration. And then create opportunities for yourself. Listen, you're not always going to get yeses and that's okay. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, move on and say, okay, well, let me go in search of a yes. All gas, no brakes. <laughs> well, wouldn't you agree if you don't get a no once in a while, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> right? Okay. You're not doing anything. Okay. No. <laughs> if no. you are not getting some rejection, then there's not a lot of effort you're putting into whatever it is you're trying to achieve. So 
all gas, no brakes, pedal to the metal, don't stop. The worst you can get is a letdown, but that just means, okay, it's time to go and move into another direction. It's time to seek out a yes from somewhere. So that's what I tell my younger self. And gosh, there's just so much I would say. I, I would There would be a pile of letters and each one with a totally different thing, but just don't be afraid. Don't don't think that you're not important enough to speak up and be heard by everyone. You are. <laughs> you absolutely yeah. are. Yeah. And and for leaders, I'll, I'll go to the other side is to learn to listen to those little voices sometimes because they're the ones that uh, may save your ass, quite frankly. They're the ones in the back of the room that go, well, maybe not. Uh, and they have a wow factor. They've got that talent, that special gift where they see things that other people in the room don't see. And if not given the opportunity to be heard, then uh, we could end up going in the wrong direction. And that's great leaders really do. They, they pick those people out. Like you said, you, you've done that with all the people that you've uh, engaged in your life to try to become just a, a better version of yourself, right? Absolutely. So, Bridget, I want to thank you for your time and your insight. And uh, I've taken a whole bunch of notes and love what you told us today about just having conversations when you're speaking to uh, talk about what they're going to get out of your, your conversations to uh, shine the light, to ask great questions, and to show up and show out. If we do that, I think we can all be just a little bit better at our ability to be a leader. I want to thank you. Thanks, Bridget. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Definitely, you know, own your role in everything and just don't, don't spend a lot of time dwelling on what doesn't work. Don't spend a lot of time dwelling on who dropped the ball, pointing fingers, trying to assign blame. Don't, don't waste time with that. Give it to people straight. Give it to them black and white. Own your role in what worked and what failed. And then identify a plan for moving forward and just blowing the doors off of the future and just making an incredible impact. I believe in the four pillars of how you show up in communicating. Look at, pay attention to how you look how you sound, what you say, and how you say it. Those are the four chapters in Show Up and Show Out. How you look, how you sound, what you say, and how you say it. And how you look isn't just the attire, okay? But just the nonverbal communication. How you carry yourself, right? Nonverbal communication, how you carry yourself, head up, eyes, laser focus, shoulders back. I could go on and on and on. How can we find a copy of your book? Is that an article, a book, a a dissertation, 52 communication habits. How can I find that, Bridget? Yes. So Show Up and Show Out is available yeah. on Amazon.com as well as BarnesandNoble.com or BN.com. And you can also get a copy from one of my websites, BMECTalks.com, B-M-C-T-A-L-K-S.com. Oh, and it's also on BridgetMcGowan.com. I don't know how I forgot about that. Yeah, you got to remember Bridget McCow, and you also got to remember that anybody can find you very quickly and your smiling face pointing right at them on LinkedIn. So uh, I love that picture. Thank you. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, Bridget, and your insights. I am Dr. Gary, making good bosses into great leaders with compassionate accountability. And this is Leading from the Front. Thank you. 
Thanks for being with us on Leading from the Front with Dr. Gary McGrath. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about the work Dr. Gary is doing, visit statarius.com. S-T-A-T-A-R-I-U-S dot com. Music for Leading from the Front is provided by Peter Katz. For more of his music, visit peterkatz.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.